Hello and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. You got me, dude, and my buddy Andy always here to talk about albums. How you doing, my friend? Well, you know, I'm still here, still here, still, uh, still kicking in the U.S., as they say. So, here on the Album Nerds Podcast, we, uh, we're two friends, longtime friends, live far apart, love to talk about music, and this is a great opportunity to recommend some albums that three are mine, three are Andy's. Recommend it to all y'all, get each other's opinions, have a little conversation, feel a little normal. So, Andy, what kind of stuff are we talking about today? Well, you know, as we do, we have a pretty good amalgamation of genres here. Let's see, maybe a little folk rock, a little indie rock, rock rock, also some punk and country tossed in there, That's right. and even a little Afro beats. Yes, sir. And also all these songs that we're going to feature here today are on a Spotify playlist that you can go listen to the full songs, hopefully like them enough to go check out the whole albums. And while you're on Spotify, listen to our damn podcast because now we're big time. We're up on Spotify as well. That's right, man. Get some of that Joe Rogan money. I did. I'm bald, so that might be part of it. (laughs) All right, that's why you got to shave that head, son. (laughs) Before God does it for you, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. (laughs) Or father time, depending on uh, your religiosity. All right, so uh, why don't we move on and get these records going? Yeah, let's do it, buddy. All right, so starting off here with kind of a, a big name in music, I would say. Pretty, uh, pretty noteworthy release here from Fiona Apple. This came out in April 2020. The album title is Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And we are going to play a cut towards the end of the record. This is entitled Cosmonauts. Cosmonauts. Except with way more gravity than when we started off. Whoa, you and I will be like a couple of cosmonauts. Except with way more gravity than when we started off. All right, that was a little snippet from Cosmonauts off of Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. This is her fifth studio album, very well known for her early records in the late 90s there. I think she came to prominence. Mm-hmm. Mid-late. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan personally. What's what's your general take on, on Miss Apple there, buddy? Never really gotten into her, but never had a problem with it either. Like the songs I've heard, thought albums were good. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's very talented and, uh, her signature vocal style has stayed really well intact. Yeah. That's a good point. She does sound, you know, there's definitely quirks to her, I would say. And this this is a very quirky record. You know, supposedly some of this stuff was recorded during the quarantine situation. And there are moments on here that kind of sounds like maybe that is true. Uh, there's a section. Is she wearing a mask during any of the vocals? (laughs) (laughs) Don't get that COVID on the mic. <laughs> I don't know about that part, but uh, you can hear some some of her dogs barking <laughs> at pretty length on a couple of the tracks here. And there's also some like household items as percussion. There's some really strange sounds used here. It sounds very sort of DIY, I guess I would describe the record. Um, she's, a, she's a crafter. It's a crafted record. Yes, yeah. exactly. It feels handmade. Yes. Um, 
which is cool. A little bit different for her than some of her earlier records and from that perspective, but still has that feeling Apple vibe, still has her energy, still has her intelligence. And I think maybe once you get past that sort of looseness to this record, um, there's a lot of meat here that I think does warrant future listens. Um, and I, I would rank it among among some of her better records. Uh, what, did, what did you think on this one in particular, man? I dug it. Quirky sense of humor came through. Like I said, that, that signature sound of hers that has stayed pristine, where it doesn't sound like recycled, but it sounds like Fiona Apple. And she has, from a young age, back in 96 or 7 or whatever, when that first album broke through, she has maintained that, which is rare for people to not only establish their own sound, but then continue on with it and have it stay sounding modern and relevant. So from that perspective alone, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. She has this way of of sounding very kind of nonchalant and playful, but saying things that are like really meaningful. There's a lot of focus on this record about, you know, uh, femininity and like what her childhood was like. And then, of course, there's a few, a few things that touch on like social issues. Yeah, I, I really have been enjoying it. It's probably one of my favorite records of the year so far. If you're a fan of hers, I can't imagine you would dislike it. And you know, if you're just a fan of, of folk rock or the tangential genres, I think you would appreciate this, man. The quality is high, as always, uh, from Miss Apple. So, yeah, it's Fetch the Bolt Gutters, Fiona Apple. Definitely worth a spin or two. Hey, man, I was actually waiting for... I, I knew it came out. I hadn't listened to it. I knew... You'd bring it up eventually, so I waited till you said to listen to it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I have picked something that is a little more, it's indie rock, but it's a little more, I guess, punky, grungy, garage mm-hmm. rocky. This is Naked Six. The album is Lost Art of Conversation, and the track is of the same name. All right, so that was The Lost Art of Conversation by Naked Six. It came out in March of 2020. Naked Six is a three-piece grunge indie punk rock band based in Manchester, UK, formed in 2015. The lyrics deal with social commentary, questioning attachment to our screens, our actions, and our motives. Uh, music reminds me of when Alternative was mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's exciting and fun. And I think it comes at a good time for these young punks to be making rock and roll records. And it does have a little bit of a jet. Uh, they were mm-hmm. one of those garage rock revival bands of the early 2000s. They were from mm-hmm. Australia. This band's from uh, the UK. But what'd you think of this, man? I'm just on a quick blush. Yeah, quick quick take. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. I like this genre quite a bit. It does feel like they're trying to say something, be a little edgy, a little, uh, you know, disruptive. I don't know, like that song we heard, the, the, the title track, I thought was, was getting to that point. I don't know if the record maybe loses its way a little bit towards the middle yeah. in terms of like lyrical content, but the energy yes. is there. I think the spirit is good. The intentions seem honest and genuine. 
um, I like the sound quite a bit. So. They seem like real rock and rollers, but yes, I, I think especially when you choose a title, The Lost Art of Conversation, the lyrics should be very punchy and poignant. And right. sometimes they were a little loosey-goosey and simple, like social media makes you feel this way or whatever. Give me a little more, but they're like, I love that they exist and I really like the sound. What do you think of the saxophone featured in, the, <laughs> in the, the first track and the last track in particular, which differ from the rest of the album? They're much more experimental sounding. What do you think of that, man? Yeah. You know, it worked, man. It like did. It, it did. On paper, it sounds like it'd be a terrible idea, but it really sounded good. Yeah, like, uh, I thought so too. Uh, the way it's kind of distorted, like, yeah, it's not like clean, you know, Kenny G sounded saxophone or something like that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it works, it works, yeah. It um, was, all in all, just pretty cool. And that last track, Outside Looking In, uh, there's a little Pink Floydy, I thought, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought the last track was pretty great, and I, you know, there's definitely standout tracks on here, and the blue, the like the blues guitar, I think, is really strong. Yeah, it, it kind of took me back a little bit to like like you were saying the early two thousands, and uh, you know we could use some of that energy right now. So glad they, to have it. They call themselves in whatever the subgenre they made up for themselves. They throw the word grunge in there, and I, I hear that too. The fuzzed out guitars in particular. Yeah, it works. All right, so yeah, if you want to check out some cool up and coming rock and roll, the band is Naked Six. Lost Art of Conversation is the album. It's a fun, quick listen, and uh, we'll get your pulse going a little bit. So check it out. Nice, man. Uh, yeah, I got a record that actually complements that pretty nicely here. Um, from an Australian three-piece group by the name of The Chats. Uh, the album is entitled High Risk Behavior. It came out back in March of this year. We're going to play a cut towards the end of the record. This is Heatstroke. All right, so it's a little taste of Heat Stroke uh, of the album High Risk Behavior by The Chats. Uh, this is their debut full length for the Australian three piece. Uh, they're calling themselves Shed Rock. Have you ever heard of Shed Rock, my friend? <laughs> I like it. I mean, when I picture <laughs> instead good. of Garage Rock, right, right. Which, like what we just listened to has a little more filled out sound. Shed Rock, I assume, would be in your gardening shed. Yeah. Out in the backyard where you keep your lawnmower and shit. You set right. up your band there, and this is Shed Rock. I like that. like a step below Garage Rock, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah, pared down a little bit more, but I, yeah. it's very punky, obviously, as well. So yes. I think yeah. they're, maybe they're trying to stay away from being com directly compared to punk. Right, right, right. Yeah, they don't refer to themselves as punk, but that, that sounds like punk to me, so... Uh, yeah, they were formed in high school, so they're pretty young dudes uh, just a few years ago. They got notoriety by a pretty popular single on their previous record, um, at least in Australia. I know they had a video that got a whole bunch of views. And then uh, kind of off the momentum of that, put out this record. I think it's a super fun listen. It's quick. It's, you know, it's less than a half hour <laughs> to get through all these songs, you know. I don't think there's anything over three minutes on here. But the deal with, you know, fun topics like you might expect, like... A song titled 
pub feed, kind of about going to the bar and eating that delicious food. Uh, there's a song called Dine and Dash, you know, about yeah. <laughs> not having the money to pay for your meal and just running out of the restaurant. And, of course, there's the uh, prototypical STD song entitled The Clap. So, we deal with things like that, which, uh, you know, you probably would expect to find on a punk rock record. Yep. I like it, man. I like the that this is 2020, and this could easily be played in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have like that. Lyrically, uh, too. Know. Not just sonically. Lyrically, it's about simple enough things that it doesn't complicate it. There's still, we still, Dine and Dash is something that people talked about when I was a kid. These are all things that I think can just be related to quickly and easily through very simple music and very simple lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I got stuck on this one. Um, I'm listening through your list of albums for this show and I listened to this one multiple times instead of moving on to the next thing because i really did enjoy it oh cool nice man yeah what's going on <laughs> this right. is two shows in a row you're the picking world. stuff i'm like whoa awesome the world is upside down <laughs> man <laughs> uh yeah they do keep things pretty simple um but there's hints here which give me keep me curious to see what they do next um there's a song called identity theft which i thought was really interesting where they kind of do like a first person uh, story about having your identity stolen and someone like, you know, buying things on your behalf on the internet and really kind of fun storytelling going on there. And then the song we played, Heatstroke, it's like, there's like a moment where it breaks down into like this little psychedelic groove, which I was like totally surprised the first time I heard it. Um, so I think they have some real potential here to do something interesting, uh-huh. you know, maybe not just in the punk space. Um I mean, like this kind of thing appeals way more to me than that pop punk stuff of the late 90s, early 2000s that I was just like, yee, boring. (laughs) This has energy and and having those accents in there, the way, you know, hearing the way they speak kind of helps carry it along because it's just part of the tradition kind of, you know. Yeah, it strangely feels more authentic when they have that. I know. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes Billy Joe from Green Day puts on a little bit of an English accent. (laughs) (laughs) So I really, I did dig this quite a bit. Cool, man. Glad you liked it. Uh, What do you got next? All right. So this album is something that I have been looking forward to for a while. I'd been hearing singles from it and I all along part of what I was looking forward to was how much Andy was going to hate this. So I prepared a little <laughs> something. I wrote a little song just for the show. and I'm going to play it right now. Well, I cannot wait to hear what you came up with. <laughs> Country music got a certain kind of sound that ain't that complicated. I heard this album with a little bit of twang and I knew Andy's going to hate it. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> so, wow, man, I'm touched that you would <laughs> before, go to that lengths to, to express my disdain before, for country before music. Before we see how Andy actually felt about this, <laughs> this is Hot Country Nights. The album is The K is Silent, and the song is Asphalt. Jump into my truck. 
right, so that was Asphalt from the album The K is Silent by The Hot Country Nights. It was released in May of 2020. Hot Country Nights is an American country music and parody music band, more importantly, uh, fronted by country music singer Dirk Bentley. Uh, formed in 2015, it's composed of alter egos of Bentley and his road band. So they have silly, countrified names. They wear mullet wigs and kind of <laughs> exemplify country music of the late 80s, early 90s sound, the sort of uh, boot scoop boogie style, line dancing, uh, sexually loaded sort of stuff. <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of uh, Steel Panther, that kind of parodies metal, but also pays tribute to it. I felt like that was what yes. they're doing here. Andy, you hated it, right? Well, Matt, I hate to disappoint you, but I really came to like this record. Actually, not even came to like it. I loved it right off the bat, man. This is freaking really fun. Uh, refreshing, hilarious. Dude, uh, I wrote a damn song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something I don't like about it, but man, I think this is probably... I don't know if I'd say my favorite country. Like, musically, it's but, okay. But this is the kind of stuff that you hate. It's pop country. Like, is it because they, they're they self-parodying and... Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's the... they. I mean, the album cover sets it off right from the start. Like, they're, like, in a full suit of armor, the entire band, <laughs> with their mullet wigs and uh, this, like, 80s sort of, like, uh. retro vibe going on. It's awesome, man. Like, the first song... So they open up with like this like village people like YMCA type style like spelling out the band name and there's like kind of like song you know song and response type thing going on it's it's hilarious I like that song Asphalt we played oh my gosh yeah laugh out loud every yeah. time I play that song <laughs> well the asphalt thing so is, is cool because it does it is the sexualized like it's that asphalt because that that uh presumably you know, it could be a lady could be a man with a beautiful ass sure. but the ass sure. is distracting me and that's what's making me make mistakes in my life but it also being on the road as a musician so it's spelled a-s-p-h right uh, but it works like, beautifully yes. both ways and they really take advantage of that and that, the whole record is kind of tongue-in-cheek like that yeah. where they're like maybe have like a trope in country music but they're like coming at it from a slightly different angle or like being very aware that that it's uh Stereotypical. What's um, unique, though, about this is this isn't like guys doing parody stuff and getting famous for doing parody stuff. Dirk Bentley is one of the biggest country stars ever. He's had huge, huge hits. His 2015 album, the I think it was called Black. I didn't really like it too much, but it had some silly like pop country songs like uh, Drunk on a Plane about going on vacation after he gets dumped and he's getting drunk and getting laid and all this stuff and saying ha-ha in your face to his ex. But it was super popular, very poppy. And then his follow-up album, The Mountain, was like serious and back to his kind of roots. He's done bluegrass. He's done all sorts of stuff. He's been around forever. And for someone who's well-known and has success to do the parody thing and pay homage yeah. and have Travis Tritt appear on the album, um, it's just... He's not taking himself too seriously and feeding that side of himself where he, the silliness that can come out in country music when he's also the serious country artist. So, mm -hmm. and the, the last album, so, or the last song in the album is pretty awesome too. The uh, over patriotic, sappy Lee Greenwood style 
anthem, the USA begins with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it That's opens great. the album with that with that uh, song about themselves, and then closes the album with another really silly one. And uh, right. the USA begins <laughs> with us, and you know, but there's also truth in it. But it's still funny. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a, you know a layer of truth here, but like you said, I think it's largely uh, kind of poking fun at the self-seriousness of the genre, at least at times. And I think that's awesome. And stuff like this, I think, is is what is going to kind of bring people together. At least it makes me feel like... Like, it makes me... Because that's kind of how I feel about a lot of these songs, honestly, like the serious songs. Um, so, it's just cool to hear someone in that space with that sort of, like, similar perspective. Well, Andy, you broke my brain and my heart, but I'm, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> Even though, like I was telling my wife, for months, I'm like, oh, when this album comes out, I'm going to pick it for the show and Andy's going to hit it. (laughs) These are weird times, man. Everything's all (laughs) upsy-turvy. Up is down, black is white, dogs are cats. I know. Country is funny. (laughs) Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, good pick, though. I I would really recommend that everybody listens to that record. Yeah. Listen to one record from the show, I would definitely pick that record. The Hot Country Nights. The K is silent. Check it out. Cool, man. Well, that... I don't know where we can go from there. <laughs> what else can we do to top that? But let's, uh, you know, let's call on our old friends here. It's the part of the show where we uh, talk about some, some older records that we want to kind of bring back into limelight and feature a little bit that may have gotten overlooked. Old dogs. All right, so the first one we're going to feature here is not from too long ago. This is only from 2012 by a solo artist out of Brooklyn by the name of Sinkane. Uh, the album is entitled Mars, and we are going to play a cut towards the beginning. This is Making Time. Alright, that was Making Time off the record Mars by Sinkane. This is his second full-length record. Uh, he is a Brooklyn-based artist. Uh, his real name is Ahmed Galib, and he is from Sudan. Moved to the U.S. Uh, when he was a kid, and his parents are college professors, and I think, you know, he kind of like came up being a studio musician. He's a very talented uh, multi-instrumentalist, played a lot of... Um, you know, fairly well-known indie rock uh, albums, you know, kind of in the earlier 2000s, kind of made a name for himself and uh, branched out here into this like cool amalgamation of sounds here. I would call it like Afrobeat, but there's a lot of different elements of like funk and jazz and even pop music going on here. You know, this would be like a great choice for like an outdoor barbecue or like a cool, like if you're like laying in a hammock, maybe there's a slight breeze and you have a cool drink. Yes. It's a nice vibe going on here. If it's for a barbecue though, you want to make sure everyone has their own headphones so that they can stay socially distant and still hear the tunes. <laughs> good, good safety <laughs> tip there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, What'd dude, this was, uh, once again, you've picked something that is a little schizophrenic. Um, I found myself having to double check to make sure I was listening to the same album as the song styles 
and vocal style would completely shift gears. Not completely. I mean, in the same book, but it's like skipping chapters is what it felt like. Yeah, where I'm like, what? So at one point, it actually had moved on to the next album, and I was like, okay, okay. So, oh. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't, <laughs> but it didn't have a, an identity um, that I picked up throughout. But yeah, it was it was cool. I'd never heard of this uh, this guy before, so it was uh, kind of my usual reaction to your picks. Interesting, cool. Is this guy still recording? Yeah, he actually put out a record. I think last year was his most recent effort. Sound has changed a lot since this album came out. I think what, for me, I like about this record is the the general vibe is very chill and breezy. Um, it does break down some like free jazz passages, especially towards the end of the record. It gets a little bit loose. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it's a little bit schizophrenic, but that's probably due to his background being very, very varied. Um, right. He plays a lot of the instruments on this record himself, which I think is pretty cool. He's kind of like a one-man show. Um, but you wouldn't know that because it's a pretty lush, you know, rich sound he's creating here. So, I don't know. This record did not get much notoriety when it came back came out in 2012. So, I just wanted to kind of mention it again and, and get it out there. I think it's a pretty cool listen. So, it's uh, Mars by Sincane. All right. So, my pick is also not that old. This is from 2010. The artist is The Gracious Few, the album is The Gracious Few, and the track is Appetite. Alright, so that was The Gracious Few with Appetite from the album The Gracious Few. So as I said, that was uh, 2010 that was released. The Gracious Few were an American rock band formed in York, Pennsylvania, featuring uh, three members of Live, the band Live, Mm -hmm. and two members of Candlebox. most importantly from Candlebox, no offense to the guitarist that came along, but uh, Kevin Martin, the lead singer of Candlebox, was the singer on this album. Um, so Live was on a two-year hiatus, and the members of the band, the musical members, were looking for something to do, and they put this together. And um, it's got a bluesy, Zeppelin-y sort of sound throughout. Kevin Martin's vocals are different than a lot of what he has done in uh, Candlebox. Really pushes himself. It sounds awesome. There are moments where it might be like some of the falsetto is just stuff I've never really heard from him before, but I really enjoyed it at the time. I still do. It starts off a lot stronger than it finishes. Andy, did you feel the same? Um, Yeah, I would agree. A really good start. Um, the first three songs are really cool. Uh, it's not what I would expect this to sound like. You know, when you were telling me about it before mm-hmm. I listened to it, I was expecting something much more grungy. Right. Knowing those kennel boxes specifically. It's really like Zeppelin. <laughs> it's very Zeppelin-y. Yep. Which is cool. It's great. It's definitely a good hard rock record. It's very clean sounding, which I didn't expect. Um, yep. I guess this was, was this late 90s, you said? 2010. Oh, 2010. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes, makes sense. It's cool. I, I, I enjoyed it. Definitely nothing offensive here, but maybe maybe you're right. Like, 
It could have been like maybe an EP or something a little bit Yeah, shorter. that's often, since the CD era, mm-hmm. it doesn't always work for an album to be 50-something minutes long. Right. Sometimes it'd be, but even the same songs broken into two EPs where they could kind of have a little room to breathe um, or be arranged a little differently, put in different order. Uh, I haven't, I used to listen to it a ton. I hadn't listened to it a lot until recently again. And um, I do dig it. And there's a couple good ballads on here that I like Crying Time and What's Wrong. Just that the album started off so strong. There were just moments in the middle where I'm like, come on, bring me back. And it does, it does. But that's the only complaint I have about it. But I really enjoy both bands. I really enjoyed this. I saw them play an acoustic set uh, at a record store. Uh, They were playing a a big show in my city and, and I went and saw them play a little acoustic set at a record store. And I really liked those stripped down versions of these songs. And that's some of what I carry with me. It was... uh, Really fun to see. So if you like Candlebox, if you like live, if you like blues rock, this is just a fun one to check out. And it's really fascinating because of the sources that this comes from. Yeah, so, a little bit of a history there for yeah. you. Did they go on to do anything else, or was this, this like is kind it, of man? Done? They toured a little bit live. Um, went back on the road with a new singer, Chris Shin, who actually was the singer of Unified Theory that we've talked about a couple times on the show. And nice. now I believe Ed Kowalczyk is back with the band and they tour. And Candlebox, of course, has been touring and recording, putting out records. And and some of the the, the ballads on this one actually kind of sound like a lot of what Candlebox is doing now. So if you dig all that, please go check out The Gracious Few, The Gracious Few from 2010, A Little Nugget, A Gold. Yeah, man. A little... Uh a little nugget there for sure worth uh worth sifting out yeah so yeah cool pick man uh, <laughs> so glad i started that analogy thanks for going with it i appreciate it uh yeah so that's that's gonna do it for on the show today those are our our six album picks tell us your thoughts on these records we'd love to know if you dug any of them if you hated them all i guess we'd like to know that too and what are you listening to What's a good album? Maybe we could uh, feature something in a future show that our listener uh, recommendation here. That'd be pretty cool. Um, Shoot us an email at podcastalbumnerds.com. Love to hear from you. Also can reach out over the social medias around Twitter and Instagram at Album Nerds. And uh, be sure to follow the dude, Album Nerds Dude. He posts a lot of his listening habits uh, up on that platform. And subscribe and, and download the show in all the usual places. Do us a solid on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review. Good one, preferably. Uh, and we, big news, we are now on Spotify, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, so you can find our podcast on Spotify as well. We are big time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is right. That is right. Got to uh, get our heads out of the clouds here and uh, keep uh, keep ourselves grounded here, man. But, uh, I know. We're back, celebs uh, now. <laughs> we'll be back uh, by about two weeks' time with another half dozen album recommendations for you. Until then, uh, stay safe. And, uh, you know, keep it classy. Stay safe. Stay distant. We love you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch (laughs) you next time. See ya.